Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking back up with New Morning Mercy, so without further ado, Tori's just going to take from here. Yes, y'all. Let's do it. Today's devotional says this. If you're God's child, the gospel isn't an aspect of your life. It is your life. That is, it is a window through which you look at everything. It has been a theme of my ministry, a sad recognition that has motivated me to speak the things I speak and to write the things I write. Thousands and thousands of sincere believers have a huge hole right smack dab in the middle of their gospel. They tend to see the gospel as a thing of the past and a thing of the future, an entrance thing and an exit thing. Sure, they celebrate the forgiveness that they have been given and their welcome into God's family, and they look with hope to the future when they will be with the Lord forever, but they don't understand the radical, mind-changing, and life-altering nowism of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't grasp that when they came to Christ, it wasn't just their past and future that changed. No, everything in their lives right here, right now changed. For a believer, nothing in his or her life is unchanged by the gospel. If you look at life from the vantage point of the present benefits of the person, work, presence, and promises of the Lord Jesus Christ, nothing in your life looks the same. The Apostle Peter encourages people to live in a radical new way because they have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. So you and I aren't left to our own maturity, character, ingenuity, righteousness, wisdom, or power. Not only that, but the gospel redefines how we understand our whole story, how we think about the meaning of life, how we understand the human struggle, where we get our identity, where we look for peace and security, what we consider in life to be dangerous, what we see as successful living, and so on. It is true that when Jesus takes up residence in us, everything in life changes. Nothing remains the same. Now, if you don't know this, you celebrate your salvation, but for help with your marriage, parenting, sex, money, friendships, fear, addictions, decisions, and such, you don't look to the gospel. You log on to Amazon.com and scan for the latest self-help book that addresses your topic of concern. You do this because you're a functional gospel amnesiac. You've forgotten who you are as a child of God. You've forgotten the glorious warehouse of spiritual wisdom that you have been given. You think you are poor when really you are rich. You think you need wisdom when you have been united by grace to the one who is wisdom. You think that there is something you need that you haven't yet found, when in fact, you have already been given every single thing you need to be what you're supposed to be and to do what you're supposed to do in the place where the Savior has positioned you. The gospel gives you everything and changes everything in your life. Are you living as if you actually believe that? Mm. 
Mic drop. Mm. I feel like if you're ever talking to like a counselor or like a psychologist, you're like sharing some of your like story, your journey, your thoughts, uh-huh. and they just go, mm. you know, mm-hmm. or they're like acknowledging that you're sharing, but they're yeah. like, keep going. Yeah. I could have just had this devotional keep going because yeah. boy, did it hit me in my chest. Mm-hmm. I feel incredibly convicted about this one. I remember my radical change of giving my life to Christ and how the gospel saved me. The good, it, it is great news for yeah. me. I remember the day. It was January 11th of 2013. And then I know that God has my, fu- my future protected. I know I have eternity yeah. with him because of yeah. that salvation. But right here and right now, I don't always feel that way. Mm-hmm. I sometimes feel lost. I feel scared a lot. I feel nervous. My anxiety increases. My faith is tested. I wonder why things are happening the way they're happening. And I failed to bring the gospel into the everyday, sometimes mundane, here and now. And this devotional really left me in that place of when the author said multiple times that nothing is unchanged by the gospel. We all have things that we think will just never get better, Um, whether it's a sickness or we think we'll always either be alone or we won't be able to get the job we want or whatever that is for you. Sometimes we feel like things will remain unchanged, but the gospel changes things. And that doesn't always mean that it's something on the exterior. It's more often not something on the interior and it's our feelings towards those things. And so I feel incredibly excited about this message to remind my own heart and my own mind, my own soul of the power that the gospel has right now. And the nowism and the stuff that I'm not excited about and the conversations. I mean, just transparently speaking, I've had a terrible day so far. I've had a day I'm not happy today. I am like really upset today. And then Tori and I got into a call with a potential client and she was so happy. She cheered me up. Could you not feel she had a great energy and all this stuff. And after we talked and Tori and I just connected for a few minutes and I felt so much better. And Mm -hmm. it was just such it's such a shift. picture of yeah. how I feel about this devotional mm-hmm. where it kind of shook me out of my little pity party. I was throwing myself, you know, where it's yeah. like, Hey Chad, you don't have to be drug or dragged down by your circumstances all the yeah. time. Yeah. And so, yeah, this just really encouraged me mm-hmm. to um, look to see what God is doing right here and right now. Yeah. That's so good. And something that really stuck out to me too, is that we're so often searching for something that God has already given us. Like we're searching really for wisdom in different books or we're searching for peace in all the wrong places when God's just like, come to me. Like, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's literally like, I have everything you're looking for. Everything you're looking for. I can take your worry and replace it with peace. I can offer you so much in my presence. And you're looking for all of these things outside of my presence when I'm literally waiting for you. I think people so often forget. We're like, man, I desire intimacy with God, but like God desires intimacy with you, but it takes action on our part. Like we have to push aside certain things. We have to seek him. We have to press in. We have to open his word and we need to recognize, discern, and be convicted by the fact that he is not always our first response. Yes. And he needs to be always. He needs 
to be always. I mean, even Chad convicted me earlier because I was really into this. I mean, it was a devotional book. It's a powerful book. And I have my Bible right next to it. And I was planning on opening it afterwards. But he's like, hey, babe, you have limited time while Mike and Naps. Like, don't forget, like, you always are, like, so fired up after you're in the gospel, like when you're in the word of God. So maybe do that before the book. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And it's so true that like so often, like when he said we are on amazon.com looking Looking for for the next self-help book, when we have the book of life, like Mm -hmm. packed full of everything that we need and desire for intimacy with God. It is living, breathing, active every day that you open it. It will read you in a new way. And it's like, it's God in word, you know? And I think that we just (sighs) take it so lightly sometimes. Like we don't, and we take it for granted. Like there is weight to that. Like there is weightiness to the gospel. And that's why it changes everything and so I think the thing that stands out for me is that it's not always that I want to take the word for granted it's that more often than not I'm a selfish person and I want things to be my way Mm -hmm. and so whenever Tori and I've been spending a lot of time in Joshua Joshua chapter 6 talking about the the fall of Jericho Mm -hmm. the walls yeah and you just see this beautiful story I'll pick up with Jericho it's Joshua chapter 6 verses 1 through um, 3 it says this, now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because, uh, because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. Mm-hmm. March around the city once with all your armed men. Do this for six days. Yeah. And then it, it continues on that they need to, on the seventh day, march seven times and blow their trumpets and the walls will come down. Yeah. But it's different. Yeah. Typically, when you're thinking about laying siege to a city, you think that there's war tactics involved. Mm-hmm. You don't think about getting together with your other warriors and marching around and then blowing around. a horn. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes when we're looking for peace, we want it our way. Yeah. Sometimes when we're looking to be accepted, we want it our way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we're looking for love, we want it our way. Yeah. To feel affirmed, we want it our way. And so I think sometimes that's why I will avoid either prayer or reading the Bibles because I am just trying to find my own fix for a problem, but mm-hmm. that's not really going to fix things. It's yeah. like putting a, a Band-Aid on a bicycle. Yeah. It's just not going to help, gonna right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was, I loved what you were saying about really just going to the source. And we all need to do that. Yeah. Want to praise now? Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for conviction. We thank you, Father, that you have put your Holy Spirit inside of us, living, breathing, active, powerful God. Lord, we apologize and we ask for forgiveness for all the ways that we have taken your word for granted, your presence for granted. Father, would you forgive us? Lord, we stand in awe of you as we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, God, because of how mighty and righteous and wonderful you are, Father. Lord, if there is any area of our life that has not yet been changed because of the gospel, Lord, would Would you change that area of our life? Lord, we want to be fully transformed by you so that when other people see us, they see right past us and they see you. They're drawn to you because of the way that our life has been so 
transformed, God. Lord, I pray that we run to you first, that we seek you first, that all the things that we're searching for, that we remember that they're found in you and not in the things of this world. Lord, we thank you that we get to be in relationship with you, that we get to have intimacy with you. Father, it is not something we ever want to take for granted, Father, but that we would truly recognize the gravity and weight of this relationship, the weightiness of your grace, the weightiness of salvation, Father, that it truly would change every aspect of our lives and the way that we walk in the now. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When now's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Arrivederci.